78 friends, 100 Romans, possibly 315 organs in the body who can say, lend me your ears. This is Head, Heart, Gut, the friendly debate show where there's no right answer, just the best answer. Every month, we take an iconic set of three items from pop culture or the world we live in and pit them against each other. First, each of our contestants will present their choice, answering the questions on our definitive survey of greatness. Each of those letters is capitalized. At the end of each episode, the other contestants will score them based on their head, heart, and gut, and we will ultimately decide a winner of these three survey rounds. In week four, we turn up the heat where a special guest judge will lay down a ruling in a formal, structured debate. This week, in the human organs debate that are not head, heart, and or gut, I, Brandon James Grugel, will be arguing on behalf of kidneys. And I am joined by my fellow contestants, Dr. Moya McTeer, arguing on behalf of the tongue, and Mike Schubert, arguing on behalf of the lungs. Let's get it going. So let's get started with my headline. And my headline is kidneys, colon, everyone's favorite body beans. <laughs> wait, wait, now you said colon. I thought you were arguing for kidneys. Ah, <laughs> good one. Um, they're shaped like a bean. <laughs> yeah, what came first, the kidney or the kidney bean? <laughs> uh, I saw that question because our good producer, Eric Silver, uh, found a Reddit post about that. And the answer is the kidney. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. <laughs> the kidney beans named after the kidney. So let's move forward with my trading card. So this is obviously in the um, style of the great Mike Schubert. It's in the shape of a kidney, which is just a very cool bean shape. And it is roughly five ounces and the size of your clenched fist. Hmm. Now, when I was doing research, I was looking for the functions of the kidney, obviously, right? And um, I came across one of the wonderful Science for Kids websites, and uh, I found a mnemonic device that was given to learn all the functions of the kidney. You just have to remember, a wet bed! (laughs) A, controlling acid-base balance. W, controlling water balance. E, maintaining electrolyte balance. T, removing toxins and waste products from the body. B, controlling blood pressure. E, producing the hormone, gonna get this wrong, erythropoietin. And D, activating vitamin D. A wet bed! I don't like that that mnemonic device, the the letter was like the fifth word in every single one. Yeah, that was a terrible acrostic. Controlling the creation of... (laughs) (laughs) It's acid, water, electrolyte, toxins, blood pressure, the hormone that I can't say more than once, and vitamin D. A wet bed. Cool. Here's the thing, though, which makes that that mnemonic device suck is like now every time I think of my kidneys, I will think of a wet bed and then have no fucking clue what it stands for. I'll be like, oh, right. Yeah. One of them is a thing Brandon couldn't pronounce. And the D is vitamin D. (laughs) A wet bed. But but you can think about children wetting the bed because urine and kidneys. So that's good. That's good. That's yes. Uh, I'm glad that's immortalized. Brandon, quote, Brandon Grugel, you can think about kids wetting the bed. (laughs) You can just think about kids wetting the bed whenever you want to. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't think this would take that turn. No one can put you in jail for your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the three best qualities of the kidney. The first, the kidney's 
filter toxins and excess water from your blood. This is their main function. This is the thing they are fucking great at. This is the thing that keeps you alive. This is the thing that without it, you just be full, you just be a body full of toxins. And who wants that? Nobody. The kidneys filter about 120 to 152 quarts or 113 to 144 liters of blood to create one to two quarts or about 0.94 to 1.8 liters of urine every day. Okay, but what pressure is the urine at, Brandon? <laughs> one. Okay, okay, it's cool, one. Cool, 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 cool. What are your units? <laughs> Now, how the kidneys do this is that the kidneys are basically made up on these little guys. They're called um, nephrons or nephrons, um, and they or do nephews. all the work. What? Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were about to say nephews. Little nephews. They're in there, <laughs> and they nephews. just take all the bad things out. And they do all the work, and there are about one to like 1.15 million of them. And a nephron has two parts. It is the glomerulus. Uh, is the first part, which is the filter. It strains the blood cells and large molecules from the toxins and fluid. And the fluids and toxins then pass through the tubular. The tubular collects minerals that the body needs and puts them back into the bloodstream and filters out more toxins. So it's a little like little factory guy in your in your kidneys and they just do all the cleaning. Like little chimney sweeps. With with nephrons, I want there to be an osmosis June Jimmy Neutron crossover where we have Jimmy Nephron <laughs> where <laughs> He keeps you alive and filters out toxins, but also tries to do it in the most Rube Goldbergy way possible and terrorizes his suburb. Hey, Mike, that would have been a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I recently I, I recently a couple years ago, like rewatched the Jimmy Neutron thing with friends as a as a joke of like, oh, I bet this movie is so bad. It'll be funny. And it's unfortunately like right in that middle where it's just like it's just unenjoyably bad. <laughs> oh, no. It's just like a complete dud of a film. Um, But. Even more impressively than all of this is that the kidneys filter 45 gallons of blood a day. That's a lot. All of oh, your blood lot. is filtered every 30 minutes. It filters all of your blood about 40 times a day. Oh, my God. That's what do lot. you do today? So much. What have you done? Nothing. I've, we've recorded three podcasts. Yeah, we've recorded a bunch of podcasts. <laughs> we've provided content. <laughs> all right. Well, talk to me when you've filtered 45 gallons of podcasts every day <laughs> i'll move on to my second best quality and my favorite quality of the kidneys which is kidneys bring people together through transplants it's such a wonderful gift that people give each other mm. um i couldn't find the um, worldwide statistics but in the u.s there are some about a hundred thousand people waiting for a kidney transplant and kidneys are one of the few organs that you can give away freely without really any major issues you have two of them you really only need one to get by, same thing with lungs, backup system, love that. In 2014, which is the most recent data, about half of all kidney donations just came from living donors. And mm. the wonderful thing about that is for whatever reason, because I guess this is what we decided to reward the kindness in American culture, when you donate, you don't have to pay anything. You, you don't have to do interns. You don't pay anything. I mean, if you had to, that would be bonkers. That would be absurd. It'd be so rude. Mike. This is fucking American healthcare I system. I oh, there's there's audio evidence on one of my five podcasts where I talked about how <laughs> I broke my arm once and they charged me fifty dollars per ace bandage. What? <laughs> and they charged me like a hundred to two hundred dollars per Novocaine shot. They did three of them. None of them worked, and they had to just like pop my arm back into place and it hurt so bad. And that pain not only existed but cost me five hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, Mike, when that happened, did you breathe? Did that help? It did. Yes, I I, I breathed quite a bit um and then it also put oxygen in my blood so that your kidneys had something to do <laughs> 
But I just think it is wonderful that there is a whole, there really is like a whole community out there of people who like, and organizations whose whole sort of thing is that they do this genuinely like one of the very few purely altruistic acts that humans can do. There's like no real benefit to giving away your own kidney to someone who needs it beyond just doing a good deed for another human, which I think Mm. is wonderful. Um, And also March 10th is Kidney Day, World Kidney Day. So celebrate it. It's also Mario Day. March 10th is? Yeah, because like Mar 1-0 looks like Mario. Oh my God. It's me, Kidney Mario. (laughs) So you can celebrate Mario and kidneys on the same day. Guys, I woke up really early to do this research. (laughs) Wait, hold on, hold on. A Mario game where he's inside the human body though. Oh. Kidney Mario actually does sound good. TM, TM, TM. Hit me up, Nintendo. I like it. It's like Paper Mario, but Osmosis Jones. And finally, my last best quality is that the kidneys are a total bro, a total friend when it comes to vitamin D. Everyone knows that vitamin D is so fucking hard to get. Everyone wants it. No one has it. How do you get it? The skin's supposed (laughs) to make it from the sun. What happens when you look like me and you don't go outside? (laughs) You, uh, You get vitamin D deficiency. And uh, vitamin D is responsible for building and maintaining strong bones, keeping the right level of calcium and phosphorus in your blood, preventing bones from becoming weak or malformed, and preventing rickets in children and osteomalacia in adults. But according to the NIH, about one billion people are vitamin D deficient. What? One billion people? Goodness. It's like. 13% 13% of people. They're not drinking enough milk, baby. Well. Not drinking enough milk, not getting enough sun. Now, okay, now we said for these episodes before recording that we were going to try to do no bummers and not talk about the bad things that can happen to our different organs. But I do have a genuine question. I thought you get kidney stones when you don't have vitamin D. So I'm confused for you to say that vitamin D is like a good thing about the kidneys. How does that all work? Slash, do you have information? That is, Or not, am I just an idiot? You have misinformation. Cool. Tight. <laughs> Look at me go. I didn't go to med school. <laughs> I thought kidney stones were when you didn't drink enough water. Correct. Uh, um, but don't worry. We'll get there. Oh, no. Is that how you're going to fight us? <laughs> you can say. But the cool thing about the kidneys is that... Like I was making a joke about when you don't get enough vitamin D from your skin, because basically what happens is you have these vitamin D precursors in your skin and the sun activates them. And it's really cool. You should look it up. It's like how it all works. But when you don't get enough of that sunlight or UV radiation or whatever it is, the uh, kidneys step up and they convert either your vitamin D from supplements or from the sun to the active form of vitamin D that you need in your body. Um, So if you are like me or other fellow podcasters who never see the sun or live in Seattle, (laughs) kidneys got your back. Oh, right. A wet bed, vitamin D. A wet bed. A wet bed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next time, whenever I visit your house in Seattle, Brandon, I'm going to take a glass of water. I'm going to pour it on your bed and then I'm going to go, a wet bed. (laughs) (laughs) That would... That would kill me, I think. I would laugh <laughs> to death. <laughs> Let's move on to everyone's favorite round, the violent one. Fight Club. <laughs> I'm giving Reddit a five for gut. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys did guess it earlier. It's going to be kidney stones. <laughs> oh, no. Now, I don't want to get into the like really lengthy discussion about how they are made but basically yes when you don't drink enough water you get um hard deposits basically made of minerals and salts because you did there wasn't enough water fluid to like flush to the kidneys and so they collect um but they they collect into jagged stones that are just Ugh. too dang big for the pathway they're trying to travel and they dang scratchy up from the inside uh. Uh. 
Now, according to a paper from the University of Southern Denmark, just one I found, there's hundreds of them that uh, cooperate this claim, kidney stones, quote, are one of the most intense pain conditions that can be experienced in the clinic. Hmm. I have seen lots of people compare it to giving birth. Hmm. It's that bad or getting stabbed. <laughs> Some people have compared it to. Woof. I am very glad that as a podcaster, I drink so much water to try to fight <laughs> mouth sounds that I am I'm so good. <laughs> I am so secure. Now, these days, we with modern technology, we can use laser or high frequency sound wave treatments to break up kidney stones. And they're usually very effective. Um, previously, the only option was surgery, though. And <laughs> kidney stone surgeries were common in the 16th to 18th centuries. And one of the procedures involved cutting open the perineum, inserting a cutting instrument into the bladder, and chopping up the stone manually. <laughs> Self-taught surgeon Freire Jacques Billier came up with this technique, but it wasn't without serious risk. And in 1698, 25 of his 60 patients died. Oh, Yo, this guy sucks ass. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible record. Hello, I've invented this medical practice. It, it only works like half the time. <laughs> I hey, think it was back a to cover. the drawing board, Jean-Pierre. <laughs> I think it was a cover for his serial killing ways. Oh, but... yeah. This, yeah, that, this is definitely going to be one of those true crime books slash podcasts that I will not consume because true crime is gross and terrible. But there's yep. definitely going to be, you know, like... Doctor Death or whatever, and <laughs> he pretended to do this, but really he was like, "Oh, the, the procedure. Oh, yeah, that's it. He made the procedure. It actually worked every single time. But then he just decided, oh, actually, I'm just going to kill fifty percent of these people." Le médecin des morts. Ah, there you go. Did did you Google Doctor Death? I knew in- Death in French. Okay. But I <laughs> hey, no research, deduction of points. <laughs> but. All of this comes down to how I'm going to murder your wimpy organs, fucking <laughs> la- lick me forever and breathe on me, whatever. I'm going to give you guys goddamn kidney stones so painful Ugh. that you'll either want to die and ask to be put out of your misery, or I'm just going to get fucking le médecin de Meurfle Jacques Belair to come up and give you surgery until you die. <laughs> that is quite effective. Yeah, that's yeah. going to work. I hope we don't have any French listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Not <laughs> this round. Oh, horrible! <laughs> what if that? What if that doctor has like a like a statue in the middle of like, you know, the first Erinji Small, whatever? Everyone loves him. He's a hero. Hey, my friends Moya and Mike, can I take you to Flavortown? Please yes. do. Please yes. do. Is it just going to be all kidney beans? Because if so, kidney beans are not the best bean. No, because those are gross. Yeah, black bean supremacy. So. If your subject was a meal featured on Diners, Drivers, and Dives, what would it be? Piled high, delicious, and wholly impossible. That makes Guy Fieri say, Wow, that's out of bounds! Oh, that was nice. That's a good one. That made my guitar ring <laughs> over there. <laughs> so, my, I was looking for, because I'm not a crazy person, I wasn't going to do a like, cannibalistic kidney thing. So I was looking for some kind of extant kidney dish. I think right? what you meant to say is because I'm not fun. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I went a little more literal with it because I found this absolutely wild British dish. And like, this is just like goes in the appendix of why British people have no good food. Yes. Good. Good. Mm, Appendix. Another not great word. I'm glad no one picked appendix. (laughs) (laughs) The Victorian British breakfast dish called deviled kidneys. No. (laughs) England, stop. (laughs) Consists of lamb kidneys cooked in a spiced sauce. The deviling mixture consists of Worcestershire sauce, mustard, butter, cayenne, salt, and pepper. Wait, Brenda, say that sauce again. Worcestershire. 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 No, it's Worcestershire. 
it is not Worcestershire. <laughs> I, but I will say when I when I worked at Papado Seafood Kitchen, the first time someone asked for Worcestershire sauce, I went in the back and I was like, we don't have this anywhere. And then someone else pointed out they're like, it's this. I was like, that says Worcestershire. <laughs> I like that you're arguing that the, I can say this because I'm from Texas, the absolute Mm. idiots in Texas who don't know how to read, (laughs) don't know how to pronounce the word, the sauce. Fun fact for everyone, uh, we didn't have barbecue sauce at Papa Seafood Kitchen, but you can make barbecue sauce. It's just, I think, three parts ketchup, one part Worcestershire, and you can make barbecue sauce. That's a very classic Texan style of barbecue sauce. So yeah, so if you find yourself in a situation where you're like, ugh, I don't have barbecue sauce, but I do have Worcestershire, (laughs) you're good. Wait, hold on. What is it? What is this dish, though? You've described it and then mm-hmm. it didn't sound good. It's lamb kidneys cooked in a spice sauce, which consists of Worcestershire sauce, mustard, butter, cayenne pepper, salt and pepper. But what what is like what texture are we looking like for a lamb kidney? Is it squishy? Is it chewy? Mike, what like, the fuck do you think it is? I don't know. I've never <laughs> eaten a kidney. I've only eaten a kidney bean. It's probably real bad. <laughs> oh, uh. Well, there go your points. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this one so much because. One, it's now become a supper dish instead of a breakfast dish. But first of all, oh, imagine, yeah, imagine eating that at 9 a.m. And then secondly, <laughs> not only was it a breakfast dish during the Edwardian era, but it was typically served in gentlemen's clubs. And I'm pretty sure that gentlemen's <laughs> clubs in Britain in that time were just like, you know, smoky cigar rooms. But in my head, they're strip clubs. Mm. <laughs> and that's disgusting. Ugh. Ew. Gross. So much of that is something I want to avoid forever. It yeah. is wild that of... The three things we did for Flavortown, Moya and my choices were the least gross. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can imagine Guy Fieri in an Edwardian Victorian outfit going into oh, a gentleman's... damn it. You've saved it. No! <laughs> going into a gentleman's club where everyone's smoking cigars and he's like, what's this? Lamb kidneys! <laughs> and then they talk about how to pronounce the Worcestershire sauce for 30 minutes, and that's the episode. And then they get into their red wagon wheel car thing and drive away with two horsepower. Damn, he saved yeah. it. Yeah. Nailed it. I would watch that up. Ep- I would watch the fuck out of that oh, episode. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Factor. This one is easy because kidneys are such a wonderful charity that people can give in such an altruistic act. And so is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Everyone knows this. He's well known for how giving and kind he is. He has this rock foundation that he started in 2007. Uh, I think that once he hears you can give a kidney away and be fine, he just wants to give kidneys away. So (laughs) he makes it his mission to help teens. He dresses like a kidney bean. He goes around and tells people he needs to help a teen by donating their kidney bean. Now, if he he could dress up as a kidney or he could just show up and he could be like, no need for a kidney stone. I'm the kidney rock. (laughs) That's also pretty good. I also like, is this foundation really called the Rock Foundation? Because that sounds like he donates rocks to kids who (laughs) are in need of rocks. It's called the Rock Foundation. It's R-O-C-K in all capital. So I assume it stands for something. Probably like, Uh, oh, you know, like, um, it's like, oh, what bed? Oh, boo. (laughs) Yeah, the R R stands for doing things that are really nice. (laughs) All right, so I'll wrap up my argument here about how wonderful the kidneys are with a fun fact. Um, I just found this interesting. I don't care about the religiosity of it, but the kidneys are cited more than 30 times in the Bible, (laughs) far more frequently than the heart. In a 2005 article in the Journal of the American Society of Nephrology, Baylor College of Medicine professor Jeremy Eknion said, quote, 
Unlike most ancient literature, however, the kidneys receive special attention in the Bible as the seat of conscience, emotions, desire, and wisdom. The broader regions of the loins, which according to the Oxford English Dictionary is implied in the now archaic term reins, which is basically the system of the kidneys, it is considered the site of physical strength and prowess. So the kidneys are real important in the biblical times. I'm sad we didn't keep that. Because that's funny of like, we've just decided that heart is the love organ and there's no real reason, but we're all just like, yes, that is it now. Mm -hmm. It would be very funny if we were like, yeah, kidneys, the strong one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame we didn't keep that up. Mm -hmm. I'll let you guys judge me, but and don't count this, but like I was trying to figure out a way to do one of the best qualities of like, you know, when you have to pee for a long time on a road trip (laughs) and you finally get to kidneys mm. <laughs> i mean that's pretty good yeah that can come up next time <laughs> thank you for listening to my kidney argument you've been wonderful thank you for not talking about pee as much as i thought you were going to i got you moya <laughs> yeah uh so mike what are you thinking for head i i certainly learned a good amount about the kidneys i i feel like i i learned a lot about like the filtration element of them mm-hmm. i think there could have been a little bit more just of like i guess i wanted to know more about like where in the process they are like what what is yeah. pre-kidney what is post-kidney like where they fit in into the like ecosystem of of stuff but i still felt like i learned a lot i was thinking like a four okay i was thinking yeah that i wish i i think there's a lot more i could have learned i was thinking three so let's go three point five that sounds good that's not fair yeah. i have to talk doctory stuff to a doctor <laughs> not that kind of doctor <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's the good kind <laughs> Yeah. Do you don't like doctors, Mike? <laughs> no, I just think that doctors of non-medical ones need more love because they were there first. So sure, when sure. people say PhD people are real doctors, I think that's rude. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> no problem. You want to add my score higher from the <laughs> previous episode? I, I, I was really considering it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so for, for heart, I feel like it should be really high. Mm-hmm. The argument about how we can donate kidneys and that this organ shows the altruistic side of humanity. I yeah. thought that was really compelling. So I would give that a five. Yeah, I, I was thinking four and a half, but I'm, I'm down to go up for a five. Uh, for Brandon to give such an impassioned argument about kind of what seems to be like a, a sillier, like it could be very easy to be like, wow, you can just like give away kidneys willy nilly. They're not the best organ. <laughs> like you don't need them. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Brandon's heart was truly in it. So yeah, I'm, I'm down to give him a full five. You could say Ooh. my kidney was in it. Uh, but yeah, you're so strong. You had such a strong <laughs> argument. It was such a kidney argument. <laughs> um, gut. What, what does your gut say about Brandon's argument? I feel, I feel good about it i do feel like the good things i felt kind of have influenced into the the heart score of it um mm-hmm. i i think i i think there's a little bit that i would have liked to know more overall about it but i still i still feel good and i still had a fun time with like some of the jokes and like oh at bed um <laughs> so i'm feel i'm feeling something like 3.54 yeah i would give it a, a four let's go with four then cool so that four. would be 12 and a half. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Happy with that. Nice. So we have decided in these survey rounds that tongues are the best, obviously. We made a mistake. What the fuck have we done? 
No, tongues are the best. Um, congratulations, me <laughs> and my tongue, because uh, without my tongue, I wouldn't have been able to speak so eloquently about this best organ. We got to go back. Your, you couldn't have done it without your lungs either, but who's counting? <laughs> True. But we all agree that I could have done it without my kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't pee once during this recording. Who needs kidneys? <laughs> yeah. In the next episode, we are going to take our case to a guest judge in a formal structured debate to prove once and for all what the best human organ that is not a head, heart, or a gut is. Woo! Woo! Woo!